0: Does my voice sound kind of weird? Yeah, sounds
1: it sounds congested.
0: Well, that's what the people are gonna get because I was (laughs) sick for a week.
1: Oh my god! Maybe you're just infected with the virus from this episode. Not that it's specified what it is at any point in time, so I don't know. I guess it must be the
0: plague. Okay, wait, are we starting?
1: I think it's it's the techno organic (laughs) virus. I was trying to figure that out.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm Maddie.
1: I'm Ryan, and Maddie is recovering from being sick for a week straight, so she may sound a little congested today.
0: I sound great. I don't know what you're talking about. This <laughs> is a little show called The Mutant Ages, where we review every adaptation of the X-Men, other than the comics, which wouldn't be an adaptation. What am I saying? Back when we... Welcome. Well, are, Welcome are you to you still our podcast. Sick or not?
1: I don't know. That is like, where am I? I'm Which still show kind is this? of sick.
0: Actually, I definitely, I'm definitely not like a hundred percent. But I mean, I'm good enough to review this episode somehow. Well, that's
1: good. That's good. We'll try and keep this one short, but we say that now.
0: I don't know. This is kind of a complicated episode. I mean, I say I'm well enough to review this episode, but honestly, this is this is like a return to form for X-Men the Animated Series. By the way, if this is your first time tuning in, we're still making our way through the second season of X-Men the an- Animated Series, and now we're up to an episode called Time Fugitives, and it's part one of two, which means, just from the title alone, we know Bishop and Cable are going to be involved because who who is a time fugitive around here those guys i mean technically
1: all of the x-men
0: well i mean
1: when you think about it they all travel through time well yeah but they're still
0: they're still like new to it they're still dumbfounded at bishop and his powers and cable popping in and out from time to time
1: well speaking of cable and bishop I'm going to do sort of a previously on X-Men that's not actually a previously on X-Men because right. I didn't have one in this well, episode. Well, we can't do
0: them anymore because we don't know what they are anymore. But that's cause... all right
1: because this episode... Okay, so previously on the X-Men. So we're going to go do, all do. the way back to season one, even though we're season two. Yeah. And in season one, Bishop came back in time to stop the person who assassinates Senator Kelly, which mm-hmm. he thought was Gambit, but it turned out to be Mystique as Gambit. And right. Bishop just came back in time and fucked a bunch of shit up, but then went back in the future. And but they were he like, did
0: successfully prevent Senator Kelly's assassination, and then Senator Kelly became the president, which he still and, is in this timeline.
1: And then he also became—Senator uh, Kelly became pro-mutant. So right. Bishop goes back to his future timeline, in which he's like, everything's fine and nothing's changed, but Wolverine's adamantium skeleton's there, even though Wolverine had previously been alive when Bishop right. went to the future— or and so we future. already saw
0: that, and we already saw Forge staring at the adamantium skeleton, which is apparently what he just does in his free time—is just yeah. stares at this skeleton that he has. And yep. Forge was just like, "Nothing's changed here. I'm just going to keep staring at my skeleton that I have." Yeah, just which, hanging
1: around like it's his own I, Halloween again, decoration. Explained
0: even in this episode, but I the trick or treaters are of Like a running gag. Anyway,
1: okay. So um, and then we have Cable, who also came from the future at one point. During Slave island to kill right. the leader and that was pretty much what cable did and then we also have to mention that in season one we met apocalypse who tried taking over the world like he like literally destroyed cities and like everyone's like right. eh,
0: paris and is also gone apocalypse's motivations are just like kill everyone like he's we're not huge fans of him even in the comics but in this version of apocalypse his motivations are just shit like he pretty has much It's it's basically like he just wants to kill absolutely everybody and he doesn't have a stated reason for doing so. He's
1: just like I wanna rule the world after everyone's dead, which kind of seems like in
0: this episode. He's just like, I hope everyone dies. It's like like, like, literally
1: everyone. I don't know what his his goal is here. He just doesn't have one. He's He's just just a
0: homicidal maniac. I don't know. It's really boring and it's sad that they didn't try to come off come up with something better for him to do. But anyway, that's his deal on this animated show.
1: Right, and then also, we have to talk about the fact that at the beginning of the season, which is probably the only part that's actually linked into any of this for season two, is that we were introduced to Grady and Creed, who runs mm-hmm. the Friends of Humanity, who is an anti-mutant terrorist group.
0: Right, sort of modeled after the KKK and neo-Nazis. Yeah, And they wear much. little berets and armbands, so they're kind of like a militia that just hunts down mutants in the streets. and we see a lot of that in this episode. And it had been a while since we like saw that. So. Right
1: and then for the rest of the season we've been introduced to Mr. Sinister and we've seen backstories for Gambit and yeah, Storm which none of and that is in this Wolverine, episode at all, but... and none of it's related and if you really want to hear wacky how wacky any of those stories are you could just go back and listen to the previously episodes you and should. that's it and you should. On, I, I guess think,
0: in this in this episode, Mr. Sinister just like sat back in his room watching all of this happen on his little TVs and was just like, I've decided not to interfere this well, time. Well, I think he was
1: too busy like putting his finger inside Xavier Magneto's butt. So. Right.
0: There was no Savage Land cutaway. By the way, Professor you S. Magneto are you were happy on the Savage that? Land. I kind of was. I, I didn't miss <laughs> them. And I also was glad that at no point during this episode did anyone mention them at all. It's like <laughs> finally the X Men have moved on. Did you notice that? Like yeah. they're finally just They don't
1: they're just like He's not here and honestly Well he's
0: been missing for like weeks at this point point. And so finally Cyclops is just leading the X-Men and it's considered normal And nobody even quietly to each other is like Boy I'm really sad Xavier isn't here Which has been happening once per episode for like weeks now But this time everyone's finally moved on Like they no longer care and it would be great if Xavier never came back you know? Yeah they're
1: like it seems better this way honestly like
0: that, that was how I felt I did not miss him <laughs>
1: I didn't either, I think Cyclops and Storm did fine.
0: They did a great job. I don't know. Anyway, this was also one of those rare episodes where we actually got to see every single one of the X-Men, like, in the episode. Gambit does barely anything, but he's at least there.
1: Like, I you know. They acknowledge that he's also part of the team,
0: which is interesting. It's just cool, because we've been talking about how usually they only manage to seem to have space to animate, like, four X-Men at a time, and we're always, yeah. like, making fun of that and inventing reasons for what the other X-Men are doing, which is funny and will come up in this episode, but... It's just this time around they actually animated every single X-Men and like gave them shit to do in the fight scenes. So, that's yes. pretty cool. It anyway, was it was
1: pretty nice. Pretty uh, good app. And I also wanted to mention real quick before we continue on is that uh Season one had a pretty continuous plot over all, whatever, 13 episodes, I think. Yeah. And season two is not that way. Season no. two has introduced some new characters, but like nothing has been connected except for right now. The Savage which...
0: Land stuff has been. Yeah, but the that's Savage about Land it. and
1: also Great and Creed coming back, and that's it. It's just been this random. This
0: episode, I think you said this before we started recording. Like, this episode just feels like it's from season one. I mean, that's kind of a good thing because we like season one, but right. it's like Apocalypse is there. And I mean, Great and Creed is new, but like, Everything else about it just feels like a season one episode in a lot of ways. Yeah.
1: So let's dive right in into the future, which I apparently wrote as a, my opening note robot cock. <laughs>
0: Maybe you were trying to write robot cop I don't know No I think it's just like
1: it was a pan over of like A robot's crotch and then it was like The future
0: This robot looks kind of like the Terminator And there's even a cutaway to like robot vision Where it's like red and it looks like the Terminator Vision and stuff It's like
1: 12 Terminators though and they're all Okay, not very so there's good. one
0: Terminator and then there's like a fucking huge army of Terminators like coming over the hill like to kill everybody. They're like literally this is just what the, the future this is what cable's future looks like. In yep. 3999 exactly AD like. And so Cable's there With his gang of super friends Who all look like characters from He-Man And they're all fighting together And I don't know who any of these characters are And pretty much all of them get sucked into a vortex later So they don't really matter Yeah um, that's actually
1: pretty funny I, I thought that was gonna go somewhere in this episode no, but No I guess didn't. they're
0: just I don't think they're dead I think they just got like dropped into the time stream or some shit I like yeah. don't even know They were so, like time
1: stream tornadoes
0: Yeah okay well, we're skipping ahead. So yeah. first, they're all fighting these huge robots who we soon realize are apocalypse's forces and like apocalypse's right. in this future wreaking havoc and seems to be like I don't know leading some sort of army. I don't of I don't robots. know why. But so okay, he's doing it's that. like.
1: The Age of Ultron, at least the MCU version of it, where it was like Ultron just wanted everybody to die so he could replace the world with robots, and I guess that's what Apocalypse has decided to do on this show.
0: Yeah, basically. <laughs> so so then Cable and his buddies are all fighting, and then all of a sudden, this tornado in the sky appears and bishop falls out of it which i started laughing really hard Me at that because too, I, was like, I was like, like why <laughs> why is this happening so there's all this lightning and like huge tornadoes and apocalypse looks at it and he goes a temporal storm which is also to, like really like... pay attention to because i was like what the fuck is he saying and then i realized it was temporal because it's apocalypse and everything has to be like it's
1: actually a, a ten- stupid word No, you're wrong it's a tempura storm. And it's very delicious.
0: (laughs) I thought he said a tempo storm. And I was like, it's like. A music thing I don't know This (laughs) show is always Throwing the stupidest Words out there That like aren't Enunciated well Because there's like A million sound effects In the background (laughs) Anyway So then A couple of Cable's friends Get sucked into the tornadoes And either die Or get like Thrown into the time stream Or Or something Or to
1: another time We're not sure yet It may come back We're not Yeah Yeah, I'm like Maybe
0: they'll come back I don't know If we'll ever meet them again And then Cable has like Basically Siri Like he has like A little kid Cube that he can talk to Well not like,
1: at this point Right now it's just a Little computer chip and Then later he has a cube And it's not explained I Guess they're both the Same thing but it Starts off as I think they are the him. Same
0: thing but it yeah. Like becomes a cube Later so he like takes Out this little thing He takes out his iPhone and he's like Hey what's going on Yeah and pretty much Siri like tells him That the past is being Changed And that all these tornadoes are here because Bishop changed the past. I have so many questions about this. (laughs) My first question is why wouldn't Cable already be familiar with this because he's time traveled before? Like on this show.
1: I mean, maybe it hasn't yet, according to No, you're right. I don't even want to try and break this one down. That's
0: my first question where I was like, why is Cable like freaking out, being like, what time travel? It's like, dude, you've You've done done it.
1: Like, You've been here before Maybe it's literally. because he's never
0: seen somebody else time travel And so he didn't realize that it was like fucking shit up for other people when he was doing
1: it uh, That would be that's... really funny if that's the realization he came to in this episode He's like, wait, if I change the past, it changes the future We're like, fucking duh, Gable
0: I mean, that seems to be his arc Because like, his entire plotline is him asking Siri questions Which, why why is this computer chip capable of giving him this information?
1: I don't, but I, I like how this... This is kind of interesting and weird, but I do like this about the episode where it's sort of as like she's telling him what happened in the past, and then we go to the past. But then it's like, did that really happen or not, or was it like an alternate reality thing? Right. That the ship, like, it's like, was it? Did do we actually see this happen, or did yeah, he like, go back in time and this? change it? It's crazy. It's like once when you start thinking about it, like really, like think about it, like so. He's yeah, like how thing. come
0: the computer chip has access to that information? Because later Forge doesn't. Because as soon as Bishop changes the past, it changes everyone's memories. It's also like. Which one makes of those... sense. I mean, insofar as time travel plot lines ever make sense, which they don't. They never I know. do.
1: I mean, <laughs> it, it brings up all the fun time travel questions I ever pose in any of my time travel stories.
0: Where like I kinda like the idea of it though, which is that this sort of fictional computer can remember what happened, even if all of these Human and mutant memories are being changed. It's something yeah. Star Trek does, and, I mean, and it's like not it's like, to just randomly refer to Star Trek. But well, like, you
1: watch a lot of that, so nobody's surprised. <laughs> well,
0: like, but usually in Next Generation, like Data is immune to things that happen to all the human characters, and then he has to like explain to them what happened. So yeah. it kind of reminded me of that. It, but anyway, it,
1: it, it's weird, and it just introduces the concept of like is this showing us the actual past? Is it showing us a hypothetical past? Is it showing the past that it remembers then and it's like pulling up the data? Or is like, did we just watch the thing via the video? Like the whole episode was just a video that Cable's watching or did we go to the past? I mean, I know the next oh, episode is about... Oh, I like that about- as a
0: headcanon, actually. Because yeah. I was like, this is really weird that we keep cutting back to Cable, like, talking to his little microchip. Like, I think,
1: I don't- I think the audience viewpoint in, and this was supposed to be Cable. That's really what I think it was supposed to be.
0: Oh, I definitely related to him the entire time. Yeah, because, because you also like, are like, constantly what's happening? Annoyed and, like, constantly screaming, <laughs> what's happening? And I was like, yes, Cable, I'm with you on all of this. So, yeah, you're right. He's a good I also audience had some in. other
1: mi- questions for Cable, like... Where's Domino? Where's Boom Boom? Where are these guys? Maybe those
0: were all the characters that died.
1: Oh, God, I hope not. I love Boom Boom (laughs) and Domino.
0: They weren't. They didn't look anything like them. They were just like <laughs> other hot 80s characters. I mean, pretty much. They were wearing like workout leotards and headbands and shit. I don't Actually, know. Actually, I mean, that is what
1: they wore to the battles that they all like kind of just were going to the gym together. Well, because
0: it's the future, but it's also like the cyberpunk 1980s with like Terminators right. fighting everybody. Anyway, this scene ends with Cable. Saying that he has to fight To preserve his future timeline And I'm just like Cable Like, Look around you dude this this sucks like, yeah, Why you do you want to notice? preserve yeah, this? Like, you live In a world that is Governed by apocalypse and a huge Army of robots that just tried To kill you and all your friends And you're like <laughs> I have to save my world And I'm like why? So that was a weird motivation for him
1: I agree and then I, I like that the next shot was Cable running And I said, Cable can run Fucking fast Jeez He's yeah. tearing down The road there And then he like Stops and he asks The computer more questions And now <laughs> the computer Is a cube The cube is like A little companion cube Yeah And it explains to him Essentially that Another time traveler Went back to the 21st century mm-hmm. And we go back To a flashback Of a previous episode Where Bishop is talking To Forge So this is the episode Where Bishop well, came back To the if future I know this is a
0: flashback Because we just saw Bishop fall out of the sky So okay, I think uh, technically The other thing Thing was a flashback, and now we're caught up to Also what we saw. You know what I mean? Does the
1: terminology flashback even apply when time I, travels no, evolve? Right.
0: Flash <laughs> forward? Like, whatever. Flash anyway, flood? now. I don't know. However, you want to describe this, we are now in the scene that we have seen before where <laughs> Bishop has returned to Forge's little room. Right. And Forge is looking at his adamantium skeleton that he just fucking has, even though he, by the way, doesn't know who the X Men are anymore. So, you know what? what does that... he think this skeleton is?
1: I don't like... know. That's a good point. I didn't think about that at all.
0: <laughs> Forge is just like, I'm really attracted to this adamantium skeleton. I don't know why. I he just... actually
1: got it out of I the clearance bin, like the it. Halloween outlet, and they were like, "Oh, nobody will buy this. It's fifty percent off." Like, he's like, "Great." Why
0: does he have access to it and he's not even using it, like, at all? Anyway, it's a
1: decoration.
0: It's hilarious, and it's only there to provide the exposition that the X Men are dead. But anyway, so so Bishop walks in and Forge is immediately like, "Nothing has changed at all." By the way, we have a cool Wolverine skeleton, and also there's a plague virus that and Bishop is immediately
1: like, uh, "Everything's changed." Okay, so changed a lot then. of things
0: changed, <laughs> and Forge is like, "No, I don't remember anything changing." And they have this like insufferable conversation where Bishop <laughs> is like explaining time travel to Forge, even though Forge. Forge was the person who should, like, know
1: that? <laughs> well, but if Forge oh, just say seconds later, goes, hmm, maybe you're right, because if you time travel and change the past, I wouldn't remember it now. Right. And Bishop's like, okay, well, we have to go back and, like, figure out what's going on with the X-Men. And Forge is like... What's the X Med Bishop's like, <laughs> Send me back a time right now
0: <laughs> And Forge just immediately agrees, which I also found really funny because Forge was like such a tight wad in the previous episode about letting anybody travel back in time. This version of the timeline, Forge is like, I'm honestly really confused right now and I just wanna like stare at my skeleton some more. <laughs> so like you can just go do whatever you wanna do. It's always Halloween
1: care. for Forge.
0: <laughs> he just was like, This version of Forge is so much more chill. But it's because he's seen this plague virus, well, which he mentions. Yeah, this version of Ford um, speaks a lot. He explains that in this version, uh, Senator Kelly became the president and was pro-mutant, but because of the backlash against mutants, somehow this plague got created. This is all important because it's like what the entire rest of the episode is about. So I figured I would just mention that before right. we go back. And then so also, then-
1: I want to say that Bishop does travel back in time, and something that I found. Like I immediately was like wait So he travels back in time and Bishop's like Uh, this again I was like yeah not but then I was like, wait, the last time this happened, you immediately, like, got amnesia. Why didn't that apply this time?
0: Yeah, I was really confused by that. And I was also annoyed that Bishop immediately goes, here we go again. Because I was like, Bishop, you signed up to do this. Like, what do you, why are you yeah, I know he, he was, like,
1: immediately annoyed. He's like, ugh, I have to time travel again. You're like, you
0: asked him, dude. Yeah, like, 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 what do you, you... expect? <laughs> also, like, do you really want to be back in the shitty robot timeline? Like, what the, f- what? I don't know, anyway <laughs> okay, also, so then... I think we said this last time, but I don't remember But every time Bishop does anything There's like this crazy harmonica solo that happens know you,
1: you you do mention that And I think I it's supposed to be, supposed to be like it. No, I think it's supposed to be because he's alone on the road On the, the lawn road Oh, like it's like
0: a western kind yeah. of a thing But then like also sometimes Bishop has a southern accent But sometimes he doesn't And it's like really inconsistent And I feel like they were kind of trying to do something with his character being like sort of a western yeah. Cyberpunk I mean, cowboy, he, But yeah, like they much. don't fully commit to It's just like weird anyway I just figured I'd mention that well, So he's you're... back in shitty New York again Doesn't and... he like buy a newspaper And like sees that the plague is already happening well, he, okay, Which he it is by the way He doesn't
1: buy a newspaper He picks up a newspaper that says <laughs> the plague is right. happening They're blaming <laughs> mutants And he hands this guy like a pog And he's like here you go dude <laughs> And the guy's like <laughs> And then the guy's guy's like, like, you owe me "Um,
0: This is a fucking Pog Like, what are you doing? Which is
1: the currency we use in Gino, by the way (laughs) But, anyway, so He hands him this Pog And then, like, the dude's like, you owe me $3 for that newspaper To which, immediately, I was like, okay That's, like, not even, like, how That's, like Maybe how much a newspaper costs now in the nineties? Yeah, it was definitely like a dollar twenty-five, and I was like, "What? What is happening?"
0: <laughs> Maybe it was a Sunday paper. That's Maybe, my only idea.
1: It be, oh yeah. Oh, I but forgot even that's a then, Sunday... I feel like news newspapers were so mind. much
0: cheaper back then. Though you're right; they were. They were. I think the guy was just mad because Bishop handed him a pog, it so was he like, was like, "Take like, now this money, three dollars," because I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway it doesn't matter Bishop runs off with his His newspaper saying there's a plague Which was weird to me because Then I was like wait what timeline Are we in and then I find out that it's the present Day <laughs> And I'm like why didn't anyone tell us Before now that there's apparently a Plague but this is Apparently something that's already happening and everyone In the episode acts like it's already something They knew about which well, is it's, a little it's, weird It's
1: like theoretically like so it's, it's,
0: it's maybe been going on For like a couple weeks but it's like none of the previous episodes had time to set it up
1: all right so okay so we have another episode after this that's a continuation of this episode i cannot remember if they explained this at all but i'm going to guess that it's like either because this is a time travel story these characters from the future are going back into a present time that hasn't occurred yet for us as the viewers to watch and so they're going back to a time that's like in the future for us Yeah,
0: I mean, you're probably right. And like, there probably is some sort of back ass words explanation in the future that's like, And then it turns out that everyone Already did know about The thing and it's like gonna be explained In some dumb way Or is
1: all this going to be erased at the end of episode 2 I honestly cannot remember Because I these two episodes were I mean it seems like
0: it won't be based on the end of this episode But we'll see so anyway Storm Um, and Jubilee are at the mall Okay this
1: was amazing by the way
0: It is amazing Do do you want to explain this? Listeners who heard the episode that we just did About Gamba's backstory Which we We spent lamenting the fact That Storm and Jubilee Weren't even there And we're like Where are Storm and Jubilee During this episode And you know Talking about how The X-Men Can only have four people At one time On a mission Um, Apparently Storm and Jubilee Were just at the mall The entire time And and did we like Make that joke And we did We we literally said
1: Because I said I would like an episode That's specifically About Storm and Jubilee Hanging out And they would go To the record store And show each other Like their favorite music And then go to the mall and i was like okay that's literally what they did they literally went there
0: they did we see them at the bookstore and we were completely correct it blew my fucking mind
1: yeah i know it just blew my fucking mind though because i was like i definitely don't remember this at all and it's not like it came back subconsciously i don't think so literally like we know the x-men that well
0: (laughs) it's it's just it's basically just that we may as well be writing this show because we're the best i mean anyway yeah So the two of them are at the mall, which is exactly where they should be. Jubilee broke her discman, so she goes to the electronics store to get it fixed. Mm -hmm. And they recognize her because Jubilee breaks electronics all the time. And the guy, like, irritatedly goes to the back. And then there's this guy. Okay, this guy that nobody sees,
1: by the way, no one
0: wearing a suit, and he's got this watch that he looks at, and it has headshots of all the X Men on it that he's rifling through. Did you notice during
1: that that? For some reason, Wolverine's hair color was blonde.
0: No, that's it's, really weird.
1: It was just like all it was all the X Men, and then I was like, "Who's that other random guy that that was on this person's watch?" And I realized it was Wolverine, but they miscolored his hair.
0: <laughs> it's just like a slightly inaccurate drawing of Wolverine, like, like based on like, what he thinks, except we don't i mean when we find out who this character is which i guess i won't reveal because fuck it, who cares it doesn't but even matter it like he should it doesn't know make sense what wolverine's hair color is is all i'm saying but he doesn't he, you know anyway. what What it
1: is is he, he pulled all the pictures off their like facebook profiles so uh, on that particular time wolverine had like played with some filters <laughs>
0: Yeah, that, that doesn't <laughs> sound like Wolverine at all. Anyway, no. um, so after he finishes scrolling through all the pictures and gets to Jubilee's picture, he just goes, mutants! Which made me laugh really hard. Yeah, because cause I was it's like,
1: like, I like how he didn't know until he got to that picture, but he likes past yeah, the one of Storm, like, by the way, who he just saw walk away.
0: I know. It's just funny because the villains are always so over the top on this show because they have to be because they they would be too scary otherwise. So they just like scream things while alone standing in the mall. And it's like really <laughs> noticeable and really funny. There's no other so anyway, shoppers around. He goes into the electronics store and finds the guy in the back room fixing Jubilee's Disc Man and then like sprays him with some sort of weird poison gas. By the and way, the guy. Go, the, go but, ahead.
1: The guy the owner and Jubilee don't see this guy at all.
0: I know. I don't but, know how that's... But I guess that's maybe could be explained later when we find out who he is.
1: Maybe. But I, anyway, it did, so this it's guy not like comes... he was like teleporting around like we See i mean him do why that.
0: not you know like whatever all right <laughs> and so then the the guy comes back out with jubilee's disc man and he's like coughing and everything and seems really sick all of a sudden but the poison gas didn't kill him it just made him like start coughing and so he, he's like oh, i can't fix your your cd player and then all of a sudden he like gets covered in these weird yellow squares yeah and he gets covered then... in tetris blocks <laughs> yeah and then the guy in the suit appears in the back of the store and starts shouting at jubilee that she gave this guy the plague yep. and being like you're one of these plague carrying mutants the mutants carry the plague and that guy has the plague now remember that plague that's what this episode's about get it? oh
1: my god and then and, storm sees like this huge crowd amassing yeah. and she she goes over and she she wants to create a, an escape route for them and so she's Literally, this the least sneaky thing that she could do here is walk behind everyone and literally scream at the top for a launch, bring forth the mist to blind their hatred, which nobody notices her there somehow, and then yeah, like. I know. There's like more fog, Even and like she's the guys like, like
0: this incredible bright red blazer. Which I I mean, actually she loved. looks
1: fucking amazing, she looks amazing. there. So amazing. I don't care. I know, uh, but she's then, like
0: screaming and wearing this like incredible fashionable early the, '90s outfit. It's too bad
1: everybody missed this, because then they still think it's <laughs> Jubilee, and they're like, "Oh, it's one of her mutant tricks." And so Storm yeah. just kind of flies in, picks up Jubilee, and they fly out of the mall by blowing a hole out of like the roof window and just like fly Classic. away. Classic.
0: When are the X Men not destroying mall property? Every I don't know who pays the for mall, the mall at up. Is it it's Senator like,
1: Kelly now? I don't know.
0: Anyway, they get out of there. Um, Beast does go, some tests yeah. on Jubilee, like medical tests to make sure that she's okay. And Jean Grey is also standing there because we're like supposed to remember that she also has a doctorate, but she never uses it on this show. <laughs> <laughs> and then they find that jubilee doesn't have the plague whatever it is and b says all this stuff about how the plague is like causing mass hysteria among people and it's very mysterious and yeah and, all the stuff and he like, says.
1: jubilee says something like then why did she he say that i was one that infected him and Jean has a good line here where she says the plague has people scared and they want to blame someone and we're an easy target and i feel like yeah yeah that, that's pretty real politics right there so
0: yeah for sure yeah. so then Beast decides to independently look into the the well-being of that electronics yeah I clerk. okay so
1: I love that he breaks into this hospital and like gets these people's DNAs which is just not locked up at all by I know. the way okay, like so all his Beast blood just samples
0: lines up the side of a hospital hops in the window happens to be in exactly the right place which fine I guess and no one is there and he just like gets <laughs> a slide with the right things on it I don't even know what he's looking at like you say DNA but like it it must be like an incredibly superpowered microscope because he's looking at like like blood mitosis cells? and shit. Yeah. <laughs> like it's he's looking at like cell division <laughs> and he sees these like little tiny like I guess the they're the virus, but I they don't look know. like they look like robots, like little tiny metal like nanites or something that are like attacking blood cells, and he's like very interesting. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Also no one catches him science. Like all of that goes Completely this fine is how And goes. he just leaves And is
1: safe This is what you learned From uh, your biology class right
0: I, I just I don't know I guess Chemistry so.
1: I, I don't even I, fucking know Which science class is I don't remember just is.
0: looking At a microscope And being able to see Cells dividing Like yeah. I don't
1: like you, wait, are you telling me you don't have memories oh, of being in high school and like you looking at the microscope and seeing tiny little robots there because that's how i remember high school being
0: wow you had much more powerful microscopes at your high school than mine did <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right so then we go back to the x mansion and uh rogue and everybody shows up and cyclops is like i wanted you all to s- uh, everyone to see this because it's pretty fucking bad and yeah. He turns on the <laughs> and news. It's a news report. And like he sees that the the news reporter is talking about how they're quarantining mutants to yeah. prevent the plague, which is really fucked up. And
0: also it that is, guy that I It also thought... doesn't make any sense. So they're quarantining mutants to prevent the spread of the plague, but mutants don't have the plague. It's just like Based on this assumption that mutants are somehow causing it, right. so like clearly public fear of this is already causing some sort of action to happen.
1: Right, and also that little hairy monkey wolf dude turns out not to be dead because now yeah, he's here. I thought it
0: was probably the same guy, but I was also like, I don't know, maybe it's not the same guy. I, I hope it we th- is. We, okay, I hope so he's not dead. <laughs>
1: previously and like the first episode of season two, Maddie and I thought this guy died because the friends of humanity cornered him and were like, "You need to die," and then like that. Cut away. We never saw yeah, him. Yeah, and we
0: never saw him. Maybe they just beat the shit out of him, and then he like recovered. But now he's in trouble again, and he's but getting with, the, quarantined. with the friends of
1: humanity again. Because like yeah. the quarantine's happening, people are there. The news is there. The friends of humanity are there. And the and guy, the
0: stupid guy in the suit, is there again. And he like
1: runs onto the camera, and it's he like cut. He goofy.
0: screaming at the camera, being like, "Hey." The, the mutants caused all of this and like saying all the same shit again. And so Storm is watching this and she's like, Oh, I recognize that guy from the mall. Where yeah, he's, he's an, also asshole. an asshole. <laughs> and so then they all head over there. Oh, God, um, I hate this
1: because Cyclops immediately is like, Okay, let's all go deal with this completely as a full team because that definitely will not be a problem right now. Yeah, like, like all of us what, showing up. Okay, and I was like, so Cyclops, like, you should have sent like right two right people. What? Is are- like.
0: A full-on Friends of Humanity riot. Like, what happens while the X-Men are getting in the Blackbird to head over there is people start throwing rocks at the mutants that are in the quarantine zone and, like, basically attacking this building where mutants are being locked up and sort of, like... Basically like a Concentration camp Like there's no Logical reason for Them to be quarantined In the first place Right So now all of These anti-mutant Bigots are there And just throwing Rocks at them And like trying to Kill them and Destroy the building Now that all these Mutants have been Rounded up there It's like the worst Idea ever And so it's already A violent riot And then before The X-Men get there Bishop gets there First
1: Which nobody Notices even though He's wearing like An insane outfit I know
0: he's wearing His outfit which is Like a scary tight jumpsuit and a massive red bandana and like, yeah
1: and he gets up in front of the steps and he's like everyone the mutants didn't create the the virus the plague is not because of them they're being framed and they're like he's a mutant and he's like well if you're not gonna listen to me i'm gonna use my powers to literally just shoot all of you and i was well, like bishop what you're happens before moron. that
0: no, I was kind of on his side because what happens before that is a Friends of Humanity guy starts shooting at him.
1: Yeah, but that's like one guy. He starts like shooting okay, at like the entire like, crowd.
0: Ryan, imagine if you were in a riot and like a white supremacist just started shooting at someone like okay, well, shit, yeah, it would yeah get sure. fucking crazy. If you have human right, powers, right. that's the time to use them. <laughs> I was on Bishop's side here. I I'm not on his side later, but at least for this scene, I was like. I would probably have done the same fucking thing. All right, thing. So That's
1: that's true. You 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 are correct. Just, I mean, it's it a kids' seemed... show,
0: so it's a laser gun. But when I was watching this, I was like picturing like the real world. Well, I thought version. It was using
1: his powers, and I thought I was like th- I wasn't sure if that was making the situation better if he was just shooting well, wildly into the crowd. I mean, I feel
0: like I feel like he does the best he can here because he uses his powers to create like this big moat like, around yeah. himself, and he doesn't hurt anybody. He just creates like sort of this rock moat so that people can't get near him. And so he's kind of like using his powers to intimidate people away from the building and like protect the mutants in the building. Right. So but, then was, like, suddenly, oh, all right. but then
1: suddenly, as soon as that happens, it just becomes a full on, full on fucking like riot mob. It's I know. Like, and then also just, the
0: X-Men show up, which it, I don't know if that makes things better or worse either. It's kind of like a tricky situation no matter what, you know?
1: It's just a lot of crazy politics going on here. And so suddenly, every it, it's kind of like real life yeah. during this last particular <laughs> campaign. Is.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> so Storm and Rogue fly in, and they see Bishop, and... Gene and Cyclops and Wolverine and Gambit are there too in the X Jet. And also Storm can't like, fly.
1: Storm's on her calm. She goes Bishop's here, and Wolverine immediately is like Bishop. I gotta yeah, go Bish- fuck
0: him. <laughs> but he's also like, what's that time jockey doing back here?
1: Like, like he's mad, but like immediately jumps and th- throws his crotch into Bishop's face. Like, yeah, Wolverine like leaps later. on
0: top of Bishop's face from a plane, yeah. and then they res- wrestle sexually on the ground for a while. Everyone stares at them. Like, no, everybody's fighting. And
1: like Wolverine <laughs> and Bishop are just like having a Making makeup out. reunion yeah, <laughs> like on the quarantine yeah. zone. It was like, okay,
0: it's fine. Uh, so then Storm makes this huge rainstorm, and that somehow works because I guess bigots don't want to riot if it's raining. Like for some reason, that made everybody be like, "I gotta get out of here." Yeah, like I, I forgot
1: my umbrella at home. And she also has this, this amazing line where she screams, "Rain, quench their thirst for violence." yeah was like, she okay, has like storm.
0: dramatic one-liners that's how Calm her powers down. work
1: i know she has to like invoke them with a spell but
0: then unfortunately there's still at least one friends of humanity guy still there yeah and he's got and like he a, a blaster that
1: shoots like rainbows did you notice that it was like a full-on rainbow came out of his blaster <laughs> i was like what
0: <laughs> i don't know well anyway he shoots at storm and she falls to the ground and bishop catches her and rogue, rogue flies over, over to check on her girlfriend and Storm is like, Can you go kick that guy's ass, please? Uh, and Rogue's like, <laughs> and, Sure, sugar. And she does it and it's amazing. She's she throws fr- him into a dumpster and then like flings the dumpster all the way down the street. I it was know. Very she's satisfying. like she says
1: something along the lines of like, I'm tired of putting up with garbage like you and like just <laughs> she's pissed off. I just and liked then, it. I know, then we cut to the blackbird and which Cyclops immediately is like You really fucked that one up, Bishop. Why'd you even come back? You turned that mob into a full-sized riot. And Bishop's all like, but you're all danger in the future. And Wolverine just goes, (laughs) again? Again?
0: Also, once again, Bishop does A terrible job of, like, defending Himself or explaining what was Happening Bishop at all. is just kind
1: of an idiot At know, all times. He's and like I he's, like, kind it. of
0: A ditz. It's like, what's his Problem? He, like, <laughs> he never knows how to Explain anything. They don't have brain he cells In the future. well, but he's, like, just Kind of ditzy. I don't know. Anyway So, they all take Bishop Back to the meeting room at the X-Mansion yep. And Bishop and is, like... And they have like, a campaign. Yeah, but then after that, after Everyone's calmed down, Bishop becomes explains to them that when he went back to his timeline things were still terrible <laughs> and like also there was a way. plague yeah. and that all the X-Men must have died in the plague because nobody knows who the X-Men are anymore and Jean has like this hilarious reaction shot in response to that where she goes Yeah like, well, she like
1: grabs Cyclops's hand
0: well but before that she has this expression on her face like what the fuck and it's like really funny (laughs) I watched it twice anyway Beast walks in and he
1: confirms stuff because he's got like a CD-ROM which I found was amazing (laughs) remember
0: CD-ROMs he puts it in his
1: Macintosh
0: (laughs) yeah so Beast has like a a fucking PowerPoint presentation on the fact that the plague was a genetically engineered virus apparently like built by somebody cooked up in a laboratory Mm -hmm. and Beast has also figured out that apparently, if it does infect any mutants, which it hasn't yet, but if the virus does infect them, it'll become even more deadly. Right, and then that'll cause like even more of a significant health crisis. Yep, and so and they're all like, "All right, we should we should talk to President Kelly because which, this by is the way, above our they pay They never grade.
1: do. They like say they're going to see President Kelly. No, they but do. We...
0: They do because what happens in the next scene is the Friends of Humanity headquarters are watching the news broadcast where the newscaster says president kelly has announced like a senate committee hearing featuring oh, I dr entirely. henry mccoy i
1: i know i remember there being obviously i saw the scene with the committee but i don't remember the news broadcaster saying that so good catch
0: yeah, but it's like the president organized that hearing, even though he isn't present for it. But
1: it, for so, right now, we're at the Friends of Humanity headquarters, which where, is like
0: at an evil mansion slash warehouse. Like I don't know like how the they X got this X great mansion, real estate. But evil, I yeah, guess. I know. And when they show the cut to it later, I kept thinking it was the X Mansion, and then being <laughs> like, wait, no, that's not I thought it was gonna are. be
1: like when they showed the mansion. I thought it was the Massachusetts Academy, which Banshee and Emma Frost ran together, but it wasn't that. It was just the Friends of Humanity Mansion. I yeah, like, they right. have
0: they have their own bad mansion for bad people. And they even have their own underground laboratory, but it's bad there. It's an, it's <laughs> an evil
1: version of the X mentioned lab. And so anyway, so Graydon's standing there saying that this would be a good time. Well, he's talking to this guy from before. It's the same dude that was running yeah, the right in front guy. Of the camera, right? Yeah. yeah. And so he was like, Graydon's like, oh, this is a good call, like Pitching the idea of getting people sick Just like giving them this virus And then blaming it on the mutants And then just created mm-hmm. this war behind And I think it's them. made clear
0: in this moment that the virus was engineered by them Or engineered by this guy oh, wearing right. a suit The mysterious right. guy um, and, and by the way, like, Green Creed, we've met in previous episodes But he's like the leader of the Friends of Humanity I can't remember if we said that already or not He's a pretty like,
1: terrifying dude There's a scene yeah. coming up where I was like Wow, this guy is like fucking evil Like, he, is, he actually yeah.
0: is evil I, he, I feel like... The they once again try to make him really over the top and like kind of silly in this scene to take away from how I scary mean, this it, is
1: it, but it's still pretty scary and oh like, i know <laughs> Like i felt i felt him to be not in this scene in this scene he's like i'm gonna go infect everyone it's gonna be great baja and he's like he wants to infect dr mccoy on because the, yes, the hearing that's his up, plan so.
0: because he's like okay so they're gonna do this hearing with dr mccoy that freak and he has this huge poster on his wall with all the x-men's faces on it which i thought yeah, was really just, fucking funny i like that he's
1: collecting posters of the x-men and he's like yeah. i I hate these mutants. I just like to collect pictures of them. And it's like, <laughs> pictures in right, their faces. Like, what are you doing? Anyway, uh, so
0: he's he's looking at that and like dramatically is like saying that they should be trying to infect mutants so that they can make the virus even worse. Blah blah. Basically restating what Beast already explained in the in the previous scene about where this is all going to go. Right. And then he dramatically leaves the room and just leaves the suit guy standing there in the dark, which I thought was really funny because I was like, right. why? Why is this happening? So that happens. I don't
1: know. But and then, then the guy in the suit, suit has like a bottle locked to himself. I Eyes.
0: yeah and also his eyes glow purple and i was like oh is he apocalypse i mean they don't really reveal it until later well but...
1: i mean i i was like is i wasn't sure at first i'm like i was pretty sure i was like it's got to be apocalypse but who knows right now because this episode's all over. i the went place, ahead so. and
0: wrote down that he was probably apocalypse at that point because i was like they haven't told us who he is i can't figure out who else this character is i think like it's shadow apocalypse.
1: king i don't know and so so basically his eyes are glowing and he says something about like How fitting, a plague to end both the lives of mutants and humans. And then it animates him laughing, but he doesn't laugh. I don't know if you noticed (laughs) that.
0: He just silently moves his mouth. Yeah, I was like, what's happening? A classic apocalypse. Also, why does he want to kill mutants and humans? I don't understand. His
1: motivations are never clear on this show.
0: I hate him. Anyway, so now it's a Senate committee hearing, which I looked this up. This is like a real thing because I was like, what the fuck is, I'm always making fun of this show for just like inventing political events that don't exist. But apparently a Senate committee hearing is like real and can exist anyway. Graydon Creed is there and he was allowed to be one Of the witnesses at this hearing for some reason Even though I don't see what his qualifications are But I guess he represents like the opposition This reminded me of our timeline In reality by the way just like Letting white supremacists have a Platform and being like we should hear the Other side like that's the equivalent Of what's happening here where like just This guy comes Out and he says there is Indisputable evidence that mutants are the Cause of the plague but then he doesn't Have any evidence and like the Guy who I guess is serving as like the judge because he has a gavel and he's like a senator. He like corrects him and is like, "Uh, there actually aren't any infected mutants at all. Are no infected humans by mutants?" Um. Well, I know mutants are bad and like it doesn't have a real response to that and i was like why did you guys invite this guy
1: i know i know this is a scene that i was talking about where he's just like fucking trash and evil because he's like sitting there he's trying to manipulate everyone to thinking that like he has this fake list of names of people that were infected yeah, and then, then Beast comes up and comes up to speak because he's a scientific expert and Grading Creed p- holds like the Kleenex over his mouth like he's going to get infected by him and like backs away. And it's like, Jesus yeah. Christ, this is like evil drama bullshit. Like,
0: I know he's just like
1: a terrible dude.
0: yeah Um, i mean once again it just like straight up reminded me of real life me
1: too and then and so then he's got this little thing that he's holding his hand and bishop sees it and bishop's reaction is to jump out and like tackle grading creed to the ground and okay but i I will
0: note i mean this is stupid for bishop to do but i will note that even before that like while creed is talking all the people in the audience who are like on his side like Mm -hmm. friends of humanity protesters and stuff are already getting like super riled up and like chanting and stuff so like people are already starting to get violent even before bishop leaps in
1: yeah and all the all the x-men are trying to push them back be like yo sit the fuck down like
0: yeah and so then bishop runs in and tackles creed and then almost immediately after that happens one of the protesters starts getting up in rogue's face and so she picks him up and throws him off of yeah her. it's so
1: good because a rogue just is not having any of it and she's like she screams, don't you rednecks know how to treat a lady? And then she throws someone and then it just all hell breaks loose and everyone starts fighting. I know, but fighting. then they all
0: start shooting, which is like... Yeah terrifying well, again also, like, it's terrifying how did that this happened uh, in real life my question
1: is like how, how do, do they, they get guns security in yeah and then like why do they all still have their guns and also bombs? these are laser
0: guns so they're not even real guns they're just magical right. little toy guns on a kid's show so That's anyway true. all these all these lasers start shooting around meanwhile wolverine comes up behind bishop and like calmly puts a hand on his shoulder like hey buddy <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> this bishop is not is like, the time crouching on top of Graydon Creed and Wolverine is just, like, calmly going over there. I thought this was so funny, like... I don't know. Anyway, and he's like, so can you stop doing this? And Bishop is like, uh, okay.
1: No, and then and Creed uh, unleashes the virus on himself and he starts screaming and he jumps up in front of the camera and he's like, look, I am infected. This guy infected me. And he like rips off his clothing. I know, he like rips off his shirt and he's covered
0: in Tetris blocks because he's infected himself with the plague. And he's like, mutants carry the plague and now I've proven it. And Cyclops just goes... Get him to the Blackbird before he starts another Riot about Bishop because Cyclops is Just like this is all Bishop's fault And I'm like I "I kind of Get where you're coming from but like there's a lot Of other shit going on here Psych like It's not just Bishop He
1: he didn't like yell at Rogue who like Could have not thrown a guy across The room that started all this
0: But I get why Cyclops thinks it's Bishop's fault for now. I'm also Rogue's
1: side, FYI. I kind of am glad that it was just like immediately, like this guy showed up and he just started getting up in her face and she's like, I'm done.
0: Yeah. And then, even though, like, all of a sudden everybody starts shooting, Rogue is still like, no regrets. I don't care. That guy sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you just got to punch a Nazi. You know? Anyway, they're all in the Blackbird and Cyclops is like, Cornering Bishop and he's like What do you think you're doing attacking Creed On national television which I was like Okay good point Scott And then Bishop reveals what he was actually Trying to do which was save Beast's life Or so he thought because he saw Graydon Creed was pulling out this weird Little it's like a red thing with a spike on it like it's like I don't a pez even...
1: dispenser i don't know yeah
0: it's it's like this massive pez dispenser with a with a metal spike on it and beast I, did they have like video footage of it or something okay, like so do beast,
1: beast literally said he's like oh i was making sure to record the entire hearing and i was like <laughs> yes, why are you the only one that videotaped this beast is my question and also, so why don't like you show them the footage, everything. like, <laughs> instead of dealing with the, instead of sending the footage to, like, show, you know, Sorrow and Deuce place, be like, look, he did this to himself, Green and Creed did this, they're like, let's just go to the source, let's follow Green and Creed, and I was like, wait.
0: I mean, for all we know, they do that in a future episode, because that is the kind of thing the X-Men would do, would be like, we need to show this to the news, because they'll always be on our side, and then they'll somehow fuck it up again, because, I mean, like- we,
1: we do have episode two of this, which I think is a lot of these scenes all over again, if I recall correctly. So I think we do this twice. Because
0: it's time travel. So it's going to be like everything again. Oh, great. All right. right. But like then at
1: the end of each scene, like Cable shows up. I don't know.
0: Cable just walks in to be like, you guys fucked up again. Let's go over (laughs) this. (laughs) That would actually be really funny. Anyway, I just thought it was funny that Beast was looking at the video of the Pez dispenser and he goes, an ingenious delivery system. And I was like, is it? Is it? Because like you don't even know it's what it is literally just a piece of plastic that releases A virus like is that ingenious like, Or is what that just
1: terrifying I don't I know I,
0: I felt like there was something I didn't get about this Like was it s- Disguised as some other object And I just we just don't understand what it is like, I don't
1: think there was ed- that much thought into it I think it was just Beast being like Oh I know exactly what this is but I'm not gonna explain Any of it to you fuckers cause you're not You're too dumb for this shit and Rogue's like good I just wanna punch something anyway so. <laughs>
0: yeah pretty much i mean he does at least explain that like it's a thing that releases the virus and that clearly Graydon creed infected himself rather than beast because he was right. going to infect beast because then the virus would mutate right. because of reasons Ugh. and so anyway. so
1: then we cut back to cable who's apparently watching all of this that's why i think the theory yeah, is that right. we're supposed to be watching like like we're watching what the computer's Cable's probably showing us real
0: mr sinister here watching yeah, things he's probably himself. just
1: watching mr sinister's footage that like mr sinister's still actually you completely from the right
0: that's actually the explanation for who siri is like it's actually just mr sinister like sinister. Fucking with cable.
1: oh my god <laughs> um okay so the, all we get from that scene is cable being like what the fuck who's creating creed and he she's like well he was he's this anti-mutant bigot who ran this like anti-mutant group and He's an asshole. And so then we cut back and it's playing like this. All the experts are walking through the woods, sneaking up to the evil X mansion. And it's playing like the wackiest music. It's like. And I was like, who made this choice? What's happening?
0: I don't know. I was already really confused because I was like, why are they sneaking up to their own mansion? And then I was like, oh, it's the evil mansion. Okay. but anyway so Jean uses her powers for the first time in a thousand years and she senses that there's a secret evil lab under the mansion and then all of a sudden she freaks out because she senses apocalypse there but she doesn't just say i sense apocalypse she just like screams she's like, and is like she's, i sense incredible power. power yeah
1: and suckers so is like, well, that's our cute I'll break in. Everyone, like, let's stop being discreet. And then we have like a five-minute montage of the X-Men just like breaking in and beating the shit out of Nazis, essentially. Which it is was actually pretty, pretty fun great. To watch.
0: It was a, it was a cool series of scenes.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't have any complaints here. So then it goes back downstairs and we see Green and Creed run up to the little scientist dude and he's like, I need help. I'm sick. And the guy is like, Looks just staring at him and he's like Maybe not, but then Cyclops sends Bishop blow a hole through the wall and they show up with like all the X-Men.
0: And meanwhile, the guy in the suit officially turns into Apocalypse at this point. And, right. and tells Graydon Creed you led The X-Men here you deserve to suffer for your mistake And Graydon Creed is like shocked that this guy Turned on him in classic bad guy Fashion he never yeah. expects other bad guys To turn on him
1: also Graydon Creed's like Oh it's a mutant and Apocalypse is like no I am like more evolved than a mutant And he's yeah. like it's I don't know I'm Like okay Apocalypse Ugh. shut up Nobody I cares know. and he, he talks, just starts I didn't write screaming. any of it down
0: because I was N- I just wrote, I, God he's so annoying At the end um, he sc-
1: Apocalypse just starts Screaming my virus my Virus and so the X-Men like Literally just throw a bomb or no Bishop throws A bomb and they just like destroy the lab and Apocalypse is Yeah so there's like This they... fucking
0: huge test tube In the background That like Apocalypse shoots a beam That he's like Aiming at Bishop or something But Bishop dodges it And then Apocalypse Like accidentally destroys His huge test tube Partly okay, so I'm just gonna and point out That I thought that test tube Was gonna like it. Somehow
1: lead into Wolverine Cause I thought it was like The Wolverine test tube That Forge keeps looking at But like Yeah I it's didn't the understand. same kind of
0: test tube I yeah, didn't understand I like, What it was at all I, I was like was those what? things Were supposed
1: to be connected But I don't think they are I think it's just like Another either. big test tube <laughs>
0: You know how everything's stored in test tubes on X Men. You know how yeah. right, that's like a thing.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: We're calling it a test tube, but it's like I was going to say it's not huge. A test tube. <laughs> it's really not. It's a huge Um glass like, cylinder. Yeah, that's like, like you know bigger than a, a human man. Like I don't right. know what it is. Like and those I guess classic, the classic like, sci-fi, is sci-fi of it. cylinders
1: that people are like being operated on, and like both okay, X Men and like, Resident Evil.
0: If you were to blow this up and the virus is in there, wouldn't that just send the virus, the virus everywhere? Yeah, I
1: know. That's what I thought too, but. Somehow but for it some doesn't. reason it doesn't And so the X-Men leave and Apocalypse is pissed Because this virus is destroyed And they're running away and Apocalypse grows bigger than the house And he like instantly is so angry That he just like straight up kills all the X-Men like, But
0: before that Beast saves Graydon Creed And Smugly is like Remember Mr. Creed A mutant saved your life And I just well, he's down, not gonna remember How many g- times Is that trick gonna work Because I like know. In the X-Men Beast keeps, keeps fucking not trying doing that this
1: Because he did like, that With like President Kelly too I know and, like,
0: I know And it did work
1: uh, well, but that's it's, true. Like,
0: I don't know Anyway I really hope that this Doesn't result in the Following episode Graydon Creed being like No I like mutants Because one time One mutant saved no, me No because... it doesn't
1: Don't worry Because he's He's evil to the end But I will say that it is crazy to me that we this is a kids' show. We watch like every hero just straight up get murdered.
0: Yeah, it Apocalypse like, shoots them all with like huge purple energy beams. Like, which also begs st- to
1: the question: Is like if Apocalypse is trying to destroy everyone, why doesn't he just do that?
0: I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the virus thing seems like weirdly petty. Like he really wants to see people suffer. I guess.
1: I, I don't know. You're and probably like right. And die
0: really slowly. I mean, oh once God. again, his motivations are fucking stupid. So anyway, then back to Cable. And Cable just screams, no, no! not Apocalypse. I,
1: I, oh my God, I screen at this because I was so laughing because he was just holding his little cube and he drops it on the ground. It's just Cable <laughs> screaming at a little tiny cube. And I was like, oh my God, this is probably so my favorite funny. moment of the entire X-Men, the animated series. It's like his little companion cube. He's, he's screaming at a square. There's I nobody know. there. He's... Cable's just having a mental breakdown in front of like, like a shape
0: it was so relatable to me though because i also find apocalypse so annoying that it was like hilarious to me that that's what he was screaming was no not apocalypse because i was like i'm on your side cable i also feel that way about this episode and everything that we've just seen like
1: (laughs) well don't worry so the companion cube is now like Well I'm gonna try and explain this And she does sort of but it's like craziness Okay
0: this is so stupid So this is like the final Twist ending of it all Is what the cube is about to reveal to us Where she's like Okay, so I know it seems like a good thing that the X-Men and Bishop just destroyed that virus, but it was actually bad, because the virus was (laughs) going to create antibodies that would be key to the future stabilization of the mutant genetic code, and now they were never created, and if our future is to survive, the mutant plague must occur. So it turns out that millions of people have to die from this fucking plague, because some people will develop resistance Antibodies. to it I know. yeah which like fucking I, it's just so <laughs> stupid and then cable ends it by being like i guess in order to save my future i have to destroy another one and i'm like why do you want to save this future also that statement
1: makes no sense like I know you're not saving another future you're f- saving the past I, oh yeah yeah Well, but it's also,
0: like, I guess you're destroying the past.
1: His Okay, Cable needs to accept that either way, his timeline's going to change. Like, he needs to move on. It's too late now. I don't
0: know why he's so obsessed with his fucking timeline. It's really bad. Like, really bad. Oh, my God. Anyway. That's the end of the episode. So that's the end
1: of the episode is Cable screaming out of, like, little geometrical shape. And he's just like, here's my companion cube. It's my only friend. And the companion cube. I mean, I like, loved it. I love the, the entire companion cable like,
0: plot. Are you my best friend, though? Because I don't know about this. <laughs> the cube is like, I don't really know how I got here. Uh, yeah, I don't know you very well. Dropped you in seem by like glados. Any friends.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: The cube is so, my new favorite yeah. character on the show. Yeah,
1: I hope it's a main character going forward. He it gets its own like title credit as well. Oh
0: my god! Yeah, it's just it's like cube. The
1: cube.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sometimes amazing. it's a
1: rubik's cube sometimes it's a companion cube sometimes it's a floating glowing cube it's just sometimes a cube. it's just
0: a little rectangle that looks like a microchip and isn't a cube yet sometimes
1: it's a triangle because the cube couldn't show up to work that day
0: how come there isn't a comic series that's like cable in the cube the cube isn't <laughs> in the comics is it i tried to look it up i couldn't find no, but anything like, about it like it kind
1: of reminds me a little bit of a uh, booster gold in the dc universe who's got his like little like floating <gasps> circular yes! thing yeah and yeah. that's what it reminded me a lot of. Yeah, I don't it's know definitely, what came like, first. I don't really care. It's I don't, you know, it's I don't
0: know what the cube is. And that does make me wonder if it's going to be revealed that the cube is like somehow something else or related to some other character. It's but also it like Apocalypse
1: isn't. probably. I don't know.
0: I mean, for all we know, it is.
1: It's Mr. Sinister in the future, like gender bending still.
0: I mean, again, I would be happy with that. If it turned out that the cube was Mr. Sinister, I'd be like, this is a satisfying ending to this fucking <laughs> weird thing. <laughs> anyway Uh, do you want to talk about politics
1: yeah there's a lot going on here
0: god yeah what a depressing episode we're back to thinking about our incredibly fucking sad reality yeah
1: pretty much but 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 this was written 30 years ago so that's great
0: No, I know. First, we should think about the past because like this is a really fucking obvious AIDS metaphor, like one of the most obvious AIDS metaphors we have had yet on this show that has been replete with AIDS metaphors up to this point. Right.
1: And I also had to stop this several times and uh, message Batty personally and be like... The AIDS metaphors are pretty heavy in this Like straight (laughs) up
0: Yeah Yeah, it is And I was telling you Like a really popular 90s Early 90s era conspiracy theory Was that AIDS was a genetically engineered disease Created by the government Which there's no evidence of that But the government The US government Ignored the AIDS crisis so much Like especially in the Reagan era And let so many people die That really it's like The equivalent of just Letting gay people die Like they didn't engineer it But you know They still let a lot of people die but it
1: was a popular theory at the time
0: right but instead the reality is just really sad which is just that gay people were denied medical treatment because you know the u.s government hated gay people at the time and they were like that's fine they're dirty and should die and that was i don't remember the being
1: quarantined but you're probably for the most part yes
0: no you're right that's that's an interesting layer instead people just died a lot of people died it's an incredibly fucking sad part of queer it's history a,
1: and also during especially in the 80s it was like it was projected on people that people who had aids you had to stay away th- away from them because you could catch it just by being near them like it was like an airborne virus and that all gay people had it like yes. so that is where they're pulling from on this and it's pretty obvious that's what that metaphor is in this case and it's pretty terrifying i mean i thought
0: it was kind of interesting that they sort of changed it by having it be something that only humans were getting at first in this episode but that they were still blaming it on mutants because i i don't know i just thought that was kind of interesting just as a storytelling choice because it was like showing that it was more about cultural paranoia and bigotry at the time as opposed to like a real logical thing Which, you know, mass hysteria never is that. It's always like based on whatever cultural fears are already happening. People will just seize on something like Jean Grey says, where she's like, we're an easy target. So people are going to blame us. But and I just thought that was interesting. Case. Like in this case, it's an episode where the mutants actually have nothing to do with the plague. Although the twist ending is that Apocalypse created it and he is kind of a mutant. So like, I don't know. Well, well, whatever. Cri-
1: I don't I wish it, I really wish I had a better Apocalypse because it doesn't make any sense. But, you know, neither does Apocalypse. Apocalypse makes zero sense. We can't even I know. get into his it politics because it
0: feels like too simplistic. But I do like that overall the the thing is tied to the Friends of Humanity because that makes sense to me, like logically, you know, like them yep. as the villains, probably just because of the era in which we live now, where I'm like, this is a really fucking scary villain, you know?
1: I Well, as I said, grading Creed to me appeared as a very terrifying and real villain to me because that's what we're dealing with right now, except it's not subjected just to the LGBTQ, like...
0: Yeah, uh, it's like I'll- racist bigots yeah well it's like just... literally
1: unless you're like white you're like out which yeah i keep saying this but i don't even understand how this keeps happening because aren't they like in the minority at this point <laughs> like you know <laughs> what i mean like
0: <laughs> you mean like white people on our planet yeah i mean well, like, eventually white, we'll all be gone, white... if only <laughs> but yeah i mean i don't know man i i definitely Kept thinking about that while watching this episode I kept thinking And I mean I brought it up while we were already talking about it But like whenever we watch these episodes And we get to like a violent bigoted riot I'm always like surprised at how scary and real it feels to me When it's like a goofy children's show But I'm always like oh my god This reminds me of like things I've seen on the news Or you know at protests or whatever And like fuck Yeah
1: exactly and I was definitely... When our recent pres- president was elected, there were riots that reminded me exactly of what I watched on here. Like, I remember people screaming and running through the streets, and it just escalated so quickly. Yeah. And that's- But also,
0: I mean, you brought this up, too, already. Like, the X-Men coming in and Bishop coming in, it, like, didn't feel entirely like they knew how to sort of deescalate the problem and i thought that was really cool that like that was included as like a significant plot point because a lot of times in this show we kind of like have rogue run in and punch the nazi and it's like really narratively satisfying and like we do get those moments in this episode but we also get these other moments where like the x-men don't always know what to do and like some of that is like bishop being like kind of a fuck up but some of it is like realistic like you really don't know how to come across as like the strong person who's like trying to help people In this situation because People are throwing rocks like What right. are you supposed to do and, right. and there's I, I not also, Always like a super easy way to intervene
1: Right exactly I also thought it was an interesting Choice that they chose Purposely to not bring Jubilee to this Riot at all yeah they're like which they're was like, this smart is Too I mean, dangerous for a kid to be At and yeah
0: especially since she Already like was in danger earlier at The mall so she right. deserves a break She's she's already had enough trauma for one Episode plus yeah, she's like much. Already proven that she's willing to like run in and defend people in situations like this. So, but this was pretty intense.
1: And like, they were literally, it was like that riot. It was too real because it was like people were writing and then somebody brought out a gun and then everybody was like shooting each other. And like, that's. It made me think about, like,
0: the real riots that we've seen where that has happened, where, like, white supremacists have brought guns, and, like, this also presents, like, a Senate committee hearing, like, becoming a shooting spree, which would be really scary, and, like, I don't know, it doesn't seem that far from reality now. No, it doesn't, and
1: also, there, all this twisting of the media, which is definitely...
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Although, you know, the newscasters did a pretty good job this time around, (laughs) like, compared to some other episodes we've seen where the newscasters are like, just can't make head nor tails of this whole situation with these mutants. Like, this time they were trying to, like, report well.
1: Yeah, that's true. And I I felt like something that was scary similar to this is that the news reporters were just trying to report well, but then these bigots were getting up saying that, like it was fake news and like, that's not what's really happening. This is what's really happening because according to, to our current presidency every news outlet period is fake so
0: i know so which is great it's a great way to like so disinterest in the media and make it so that nobody trusts anyone which is right. a really good way to be a tyrant it's really effective i already said this but the senate committee hearing when graden creed gets up there and is like saying all of that bullshit i don't know i was just thinking about no, how many real. real events we have where we're where like somebody
1: just gets up there and says a bunch of shit that's obviously not true and like, like senators
0: sit there And listen to it and are like fucking entertaining it. And I'm like, why are we letting this happen but you know what it's fine i guess
1: i guess this is how democracy works now so you know i just
0: i don't know i i wish that rogue existed and could just throw nazis into dumpsters and kick them everywhere because yeah, pretty much i mean that rogue was is pretty satisfying pretty yeah. there's things about the power fantasy of this show that are like very satisfying to watch now and rogue is like absolutely one of those things
1: it totally and she does it more than once in this episode because then in the courtroom too like i said she's that guy gets up in her face and she's the first person to be like, start that fight. Like, well, she didn't start it. They started it. But she was the first person to be like, I'm not dealing with this shit. Like, it's a fucking bull. Like, <laughs> I'm just throwing this guy. OK, sorry. Yeah, Storm. She's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that pretty, that does cover pretty much the politics is it? it's real. It's scary. And these groups do exist in the 90s when it occurred. I don't I honestly don't remember I'm sure there I mean, were I mean I think in the 90s The AIDS
0: metaphor was more Top of mind for people And that's like That's true But like we I, didn't have like I don't know I don't know what like Types of bigoted riots Were happening then Like see, maybe I, there were That's not
1: where the news was at In the 90s I'm sure it existed But like in the 90s We were pretty much focused on What you said with the AIDS thing. But do you remember how like In the 90s Like the big thing That everybody was focused on Were like cults committing suicide Like that was the thing In the 90s Yeah <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean,
0: you're not wrong. God, what a weird time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what now or then? I mean, come on. I know so. you're
0: right. You're right. I I don't know. I was just curious about how you feel about like this as an overall metaphor. Like I liked this episode and I didn't think it was bad. Like, I didn't think it was too heavy handed, but there have been times when we've seen episodes and we're like, we feel like this metaphor doesn't really make sense. But this actually didn't bother me, like as a metaphor for any of the things we just discussed.
1: I know I I felt like the metaphor, especially on the AIDS epidemic, was pretty spot on in this because it was like it it, it was literally somebody getting up there and saying okay, these people, if you get near them, you're going to get AIDS because only this type of person has AIDS. But then a bunch of gay people would be standing there and they'd be like, no, we don't have AIDS. And they're like, no, if you go near them or you breathe near them, you're going to get AIDS and die. And like that's what this show was doing in this episode, 100%. Yeah, no,
0: I I, I, I felt like it worked.
1: And I, I felt, I felt like, like it worked
0: too, but I, I it's just interesting because I feel like in the comics, I don't know if I would agree that like the various virus storylines have been... Something that I thought was like that good. Like in right. the comics, I haven't really thought those were great comics per se. Like none of them really stood out to me as being like cool. I haven't read every single X Men comic in existence. Maybe there are some good ones about different legacy virus stuff that I've just haven't <laughs> read. But
1: more Mr. Sinister bullshit. I don't know.
0: I thought this was kind of a nice episode, like at least when it came to that. And and I also just thought the Great and Creed stuff was actually pretty good. So I yeah. thought
1: Great and Creed was like a real villain and i felt like he's a, a villain that we are now dealing with on everyday life that's how i felt about greening creed
0: it's just weird to me because i'm always like surprised when i actually think this show is good <laughs> you know <laughs> like, I, I
1: mean that happens a lot you know
0: this is another one of those times i mean it's been a few episodes before we had one of these where i'm like oh right this show can be like prescient and eerie and like cut me in a certain way where i'm like whoa the show
1: yeah it's too real it's it's been too real specifically with the friends of humanity because it's a terrorist group that's specifically anti-mutant and we have terrorist groups right now that are specifically like anti-gay anti-trans like anti- yeah. Uh, uh, yeah and, and, and like and, and then racist we also, i was gonna say there's a the whole anti-muslim thing like they're they're they exist and that's who the friends of humanity are like they are based off of a real thing and a real yeah concept. and
0: i feel like the way that they behave in this episode like seems to mimic the way that we've seen those groups behave so i want to know where they keep getting bombs though they keep
1: on like throwing fucking grenades around i was like what Uh, yeah where are they getting the
0: grenade Uh, fuck i hope that's not what we're about to see like i hope not
1: also i mean there's definitely been like other shit like tear gas and stuff like that that's been thrown around
0: although in um, this episode they were throwing rocks which i was like that feels real like you know if you have rocks around it just Uh, seemed i don't know it seemed really sad so it this is it felt, another it felt one of those episodes that's sad I, That's, that's all I got on that it also had like some funny moments too So there's there's always that You know, um, oh, yeah. Wolverine like Bishop the... falling in love
1: Yeah, uh, Beast breaking into a hospital with no security <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, the microscope, the magical microscope Anyway, uh, so who's that X-Men?
1: Yeah, who's that X-Men? Or X-Dude, X-Villain Alright We're doing a short one today, guys
0: Who's, who's that? that?
1: To let y'all know that sometimes Maddie like has to like edit those together because we'll say them at like, completely different I times. Pretty much
0: always <laughs> do.
1: <laughs> all right, today we're just quickly doing Grading Creed. Uh, he's not a mutant, he is a human, and he has a very short lifespan, so like there's not a lot here. It's well, kind of like good. Senator he Kelly.
0: fucking Sucks.
1: <laughs> I know. Just so you all know, we're grading Creed, who I think I uh previously mentioned in Mystique's bio is the son of Mystique and Sabretooth when Mystique was posing as a German spy and seduced the assassin Sabretooth while she was on a mission and then later gave birth to Graydon Creed, who she put up for adoption. Later on in life, Graydon Creed learned about his lineage of his parents both being mutants and abandoning him, and he grew resentment towards them and all mutants as a result of that. Uh, Later on, Graydon formed the Friends of Humanity, which was uh, dedicated towards destroying and terrorizing mutants and getting rid of their basic rights. Uh, which we saw in this, and using acts of violence to do so. Uh, And Then after that, he also joined another group called the Upstarts, which he didn't really realize involved other people with powers, but it was a group of wealthy white people who was run by um, Celine from Hellfire Club and the Game Master, and they were just killing mutants for fun. And Graydon was like, I'm down for that. And so during that time, he was trying to use the game to kill Mystique and Sabretooth, and he implanted Sabretooth with a little bomb in his head, which Sabretooth removed. And then as revenge, Graydon shot Birdie, this character who is a mutant telepath that like stuck around Sabretooth for a while to keep his homeless little rages in check. Cause Sabretooth is a character who goes back and forth of being like, I am fucking Good, terrible. Yeah. Like, you know, like he's just out of control. And this Birdie character was trying to help control him. It, it was an interesting time period. And then later on, similar to so, Senator Kelly, Creed ran for president and had this whole campaign, which was utilizing bigotry towards mutants. Um, seemed familiar? And, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: Seems like an effective strategy, as long yeah, as you don't suddenly change positions after you get elected. Right, right, right.
1: Also familiar is the news, essentially, was trying to get into that and, like, find out what the deal was. So the Daily Bugle sent in a journalist who essentially when a undercover discovered... Graydon's lineage, but then Bastion, who was part of the team at the time, killed the journalist. But the information still got out because both Iceman and Cannibal were gay and also undercover as Creed's assistants to get the intel, which <laughs> and to me it was like as a terrifying place to put either of those characters. Yeah. But you know, I mean it's it still got the word out. Uh on the eve of the presidential election, Graydon Creed was assassinated, and it turned out to be to TBP Mystique, who came from the future to kill him because in revenge for when Grading Creed brutally attacked Trevor Chase, which was Destiny's grandson. And I talked about that on Mystique's episode as well. Destiny, by the way, is Mystique's girlfriend from the past before she died. Uh, and so Mystique kills her own son. And she also kills him for being part of the Friends of Humanity. She has a lot of reason to kill him. She's kind of like, yeah, I gave birth to this it's like, still fucking supervillain shit.
0: for her to kill her own kid, but it's pretty yeah. classic Mystique to be that cold.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and then later on, the purifiers dug up Greed and Creed's corpse and brought him back to life with the techno-organic virus. And then eventually he went public and claimed that he faked his death to go undergrad to avoid the prosecution for mutants because he's a piece of shit. And that's pretty much where we're at with him. Oh, is
0: he alive still?
1: He is again recently.
0: Wow. Well, you know, if they wanted to circle back and do some storylines about that shit, they got plenty of actual fodder to take inspiration from
1: that's true i mean that's pretty much what happened right now is that in the past year the purifiers came back into the comic books because they obviously okay i'm gonna try and explain this so the friends of humanity are pretty much like kkk level just anti- a group of minority, and they're like, we're going to go and kill and terrorize and get rid of their basic rights. And the purifiers also do that, but they're doing it in the name of God because they feel like these people are like devils yeah, and they like should not exist. they're religious
0: extremists. And that's yeah. the villains in that famous Chris Claremont comic.
1: Right. But the two do sort of like swap off or sometimes coordinate with each other because they have very similar terrifying goals. I don't know which is worse. Right now, I'm sort of feeling like Friends of Humanity is worse. Well, I mean, I think
0: they're both inspired by real forms of bigotry, where the purifiers are kind of like inspired by like really, in our country, usually like super far-right Christian groups that then become extreme. So that's kind of like the (laughs) KKK-ish And then yeah. the Friends of Humanity are sort of more like neo-Nazis where it's more like oh, that's a better we're going to use science and be like logical and just say that other people are inferior to us based on like fake shitty science or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, but that's pretty much I, it. I, I don't know if that division is entirely fair. I'm sure people will write in and be like, it isn't. I don't know. <laughs> I mean,
1: you guys can write in and tell us whatever you want at the mutant ages at gmail.com. But you should. Yeah. And that's that. They're terrible these people are terrible guys yeah i don't think i they're can make terrible. a decision about
0: whether the friends of humanity or purifiers are worse if i hadn't just read god loves man kills i would maybe agree the friends of humanity are worse but the purifiers also just like stone cold murder people so they, no, i don't they really are. i and, mean
1: and i i've talked about this in the past where the purifiers are run by they're led by william striker who in the x-men films is the weapon x director But yeah that is not the, he's that's like not a totally different
0: dude in the yeah, comics
1: yeah in the comics he's just reverend william striker he's and,
0: super fucking evil though he has yeah, the whole backstory with his family and like oh my god, oh my god. it's like
1: fucking awful so,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> anyway so maybe anyway. we'll get to him on this show maybe we'll do a maybe. little striker profile i don't know maybe. actually well, he's not in any of the shows is he? he's just
1: no okay so this is also confusing is that up until recently they've never had appear purifiers in any show because i think it's, it's too scary It's too scary, but also you have to walk that line of, like, we're now introducing, like, religion as part of this. Oh,
0: yeah, you're right. I feel like Friends of Humanity is also really scary, but since they're not religious, you're right, it's, like, a little easier.
1: Yeah, and so, but only recently on The Gifted, The Purifiers have been part of that, but they haven't really claimed to be part of a religious group, and also their leader is somebody totally different that they had to make up because it's in the stupid X-Men universe, which, by the way... I really hope the MCU (sighs) can like go and remove that soon because it's just like out of control at this point. And like, I I used to be somebody who was so excited to go see the X-Men films because they were the X-Men and they were also like the only superhero films. And since then, we've had like 12 X-Men films and they're wildly nothing like the X-Men anymore.
0: (laughs) I know. And we've also had like, you know, 16 superhero movies a day with like every possible permutation of team.
1: So, you know, we're really
0: spoiled for choice these days.
1: I will also say that today I'm recording this on, what is it, February 7th of 2018, the Deadpool 2 trailer dropped and that thing looks... It did.
0: Cable's in it.
1: it. Cable is in it. And I also was like, yo, why is this like more accurate to the characters of the X-Men than any of the X-Men films? It's because it has
0: a smaller creative team and therefore more creative freedom. Also like like Ryan
1: Reynolds is there and he's like, this is what you're going to do in order to keep me on this movie is you're going to like do it completely my way so yeah
0: i know i feel like other other projects just end up having to cater to what a room full of rich guys in suits think was good and it just yeah. ends up being bad but anyway that's that that's great creed, creed that is great uh
1: and speaking of uh characters uh, i don't know <laughs> there's no relation here who's gay on this episode <laughs> the In, honestly
0: <laughs> i mean uh, maybe maybe he's like, gay for for apocalypse only to no, be turned just, down at the very end i was end. just
1: saying like in general maybe he's gay and won't come out of the closet like some like super ah, that's always a popular theory. Yeah. i
0: don't i don't usually hold to that i think bigots no, I, I can I really still be bigots just yeah, you know a- That's how that's a feel too.
1: I was just like throwing that out there. This episode didn't really allow a lot of room for anybody to have any relationships. I mean, you could look at the obvious one of Wolverine and Bishop because like Wolverine immediately like perked up as soon as he started that Bishop was there. But Mm -hmm. I really felt like in terms of like
0: I mean, there's always that cute little Rogue and Storm moment. I was gonna
1: say I felt like Rogue and Storm had a lot of moments in this that were kind of like that where they're just like they would look at each other like like, like Like,
0: can you believe we're doing this again? With these assholes.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And just sort of like in the same way that I imagine... Uh, Ruby and Sapphire as Garnet would be looking at each other in that kind of situation.
0: Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm all for making Rogue and Storm the pairing again. Yeah. It's been a while since we've showcased them.
1: There's like nothing else. I mean, like I, there was that part where Wolverine and Bishop wrestled on the ground, like while well, everybody else was and like also and having part having where a riot. Wolverine
0: just like calmly walked up to Bishop and put his hand on his shoulder, which I really enjoyed. And I his was other like, hand was on Bishop. Seriously bite. happening. Yeah. So I mean, I'll definitely give them an honorable mention. But yeah. I did think it was just cool that there were so many characters in this episode, but I realized that that limited the amount of, like, small dialogue moments that we usually get because there were just so many people there. Yeah, and
1: there really wasn't a lot of concentration for anybody to be flirty with each other this time around. It was pretty
0: serious, so it was mostly, like, Cable talking to his cube.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Cable's gay for his cube. (laughs) Uh, But Uh, no, I don't know. Um, If Deadpool were there, I'd vote Deadpool and Cable, but Deadpool's not there, so.
0: No, he's not. Sadly. Sadly I know Maybe Deadpool is one of the characters that got destroyed By the tornado the <laughs> So that's that we have reader mail right
1: We do We have a lot of reader mail Because okay, okay so I'm gonna first of all Say I apologize to <laughs> anybody That sent us reader mail last On our last episode and we just like Didn't read, didn't it.
0: read it Listen <laughs> sometimes we forget I felt, How many I segments we, did do we it. have And
1: then I listened to the episode and I still Thought we did it and then I was like reading what we had in our inbox and i was like i don't remember reading this like at all so i'm just gonna go ahead and read what's here because this is definitely not anything that we talked about all right so first of all we have an email from drake drake writes in hey maddie and ryan this is in response to the observation that it that it's uncommon for masculine characters like wolverine to openly display emotional vulnerability i don't know if i read this one to you, maddie like or sent it to you but i don't think like you it. did all right Although he's not a fictional character, Trent Reznor is the only famous masculine person I can think of who puts depression, isolation, and other raw emotions on display in a similar way that Wolverine does. I'm a really big Nine Inch Nails fan. Aren't we all? And (laughs) and have only recently started getting into the X-Men thanks to the both of you. So maybe this is just me. As a side note, I also think Nine Inch Nails' dystopian sci-fi concept album, Year Zero, shares some of the same themes the X-Men time travel stories like Days of Future Past do. I also want to let you and all the listeners know that if you live in an area with a public library that offers Hoopla, you can get free digital access to some of the Marvel-collected edition books, including Days of Future Past and All-New Wolverine. Thank you so much for making the Mutant Ages. See you X-Time, Drake.
0: This is so great because it's reminding me of that question prompt that you gave like ages ago where you were like, if you like the X-Men, what other media do you like? And the answer is Nine Inch Nails because I love Nine Inch Nails. I, I was going to say, you also I can't do? believe
1: I never, I didn't even show you this email know what came in. Drake is even
0: intending to answer that question. I think he like unintentionally answered that question because... That is such a cool comparison that I never would have thought to make, especially the like year zero thing. I'm mean, going to have to listen to that again and think about that. But yeah,
1: Mad- Maddie and I were
0: huge, I, I, huge yeah. Nine Inch Nails, So I still like, listen to they his were, stuff. They were the answer that I had when people asked me what my favorite band was for like a very, very long time of my life. Yeah, I don't know a, that I have an answer to that question anymore. I might still say Nine Inch Nails just because I don't know, but it's yeah.
1: I mean, there's definitely bands that have stuck with me for a long time. Like I really love Korn and... Yeah, Ryan is like a
0: total '90s cornball when it comes to music, and like still unironically listens to corn and disturbed, and like earnestly loves them. So (laughs) that's fine. That's Ryan's jam. I like. I I I, I was always a little more like hoity-toity about my industrial, and I was listening to like Nine Inch Nails and Ministry and like Cell Dweller and stuff. uh, Oh, Cell Dweller! Oh my God, Cell cell dweller? Dweller!
1: I I was listening to Cell Dweller the other day. If you guys haven't listened to Cell Dweller, you should should because like especially if you like 90s yeah they
0: they don't put out that much music but what little there is is really good anyway my point is um i was
1: gonna say this was kind of
0: interesting like as part of just sort of 90s masculinity uh, of the time is like trent reznor is definitely on the foreground of like that as an icon like like sort of his entire aesthetic is like being like i'm gonna talk openly about my depression and self-harm and yeah i mean obviously i connected with that a lot as like a depressed goth kid yeah I was
1: gonna say like all us goth kids like connected with that Cause like that's how we felt But and... that's also
0: why we liked the X-Men And I, yeah, I think that's pretty much. cool And valid And as, Resident like, Evil ad- and FYI <laughs> <laughs> yes, and Resident Evil, but yeah, I mean, I I think that's just a neat thing. Like that, the those things kind of go together. Definitely also, good fodder for making a an animated music video to a Nine Inch Nails song of Wolverine having feelings. I mean, that's, that's something that needs
1: to happen. I don't even know which song <laughs> would, you, you would pick. Um,
0: I don't know, Downward Spiral. I don't know something. I mean,
1: <laughs> closer.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh my god no and just
1: him and all the x-men fucking all of them all right i this email reminded me of like back in the day when we used to talk about nine inch nails like regularly on aim
0: mm-hmm. um, and send each about, other stuff
1: yeah but like during that time when trent reznor like went over to the other guitar players guitar and just like smashed it to pieces like that's what i was thinking about i was like wow that's that is kind of wolverine isn't it? Just like Yeah, he used to destroy a lot of shit. instruments
0: on stage, which I remember used to also kind of stress me out as a kid because I'd be like, he's destroying so much stuff. Like, I that's know. really expensive.
1: I remember you being, like, really bad about it. And I was like, I don't know. I think that you probably, like, paid for it or, like, planned for that to happen oh, to he some did. degree. Like, but
0: also, like, that was considered cool then i feel like it's not really done anymore but there was definitely a period of time in in rock this music is like the when second like time cool. that we've like
1: come back to the 90s outside of the x-men because like we're on like well, a 90s you can stage blame we...
0: drake for this he brought it up anyway. yeah but not like
1: not the pogs and like the, the cults <laughs> okay, and spice world
0: fucking pogs <laughs> wait what <laughs> What does Spice World have to do with anything? The Spice
1: World are the x All right,
0: anyway. Great point. (laughs) I would Anyway, thanks thanks for the reader mail, Drake. The
1: Spice Girls probably are mutants, let's be real. I
0: mean, one can only hope. They're a super team of some kind.
1: Um, I don't remember if I read this from Claire, but I'm going to, and it's very short, and like, I I went back and forth about if I was going to read it at all, but like, it was just a nice email where she said, I don't have anything really to write about in today, but I want to say thanks for the kind words in yesterday's episode. The last month has been very intense for me, but what you guys said put a nice smile on my face. It's just nice to have it on record that other people think you are smart. I don't think this is all worth reading on the podcast, but I just wanted you to know that it really (laughs) meant a a lot to me. Thank you. Plus, knowing me, I'll probably have something else to say in a day or two, anyway. So, um, (laughs) I want—I did want to read it because I'm glad that you know, like, you're enjoying the show. It's good to hear when people like the show. Like, that's really—it is
0: good to hear. And also, this is a sign to other listeners out there that if you write into the show. We will also totally shout you out, and you will become a regular sort of name that we list when we yeah. talk about people who listen to the show. So if you want to be part of the cast of characters in the Mutant Ages canon, you can write yeah, in. Yeah, I know.
1: Oh, my God. we got to figure out what everyone's powers are, because we don't know, like... Yeah.
0: We're yeah. building a super oh team. Our
1: own super team. And then somebody needs to, like animate it for us
0: i think claire has already called dibs on storm's powers given her leaf blowing abilities so that's
1: true i don't even know what powers i would want i mean according to like the fan fiction i wrote i had the, I had the power to you're control mr blood. sinister right yeah you have well, like yeah, video powers sinister. where you're
0: constantly taping everybody <laughs> i
1: can teleport to wherever the video camera needs to be <laughs> uh, we have another message from uh We have another message from Andy who wrote in this past week and he writes just found your podcast and love it. I don't know if you're interested or if zillions of people have already told you, but there were three episodes of the 80s cartoon Spider-Man and his amazing friends that focused on the X-Men characters and they like gave us like uh, links to them. And I yeah, I do know they exist and we have a huge long list of everything we want to cover. And those three episodes are on there. It does beg to question if we eventually, if we run out of material, ha, like that, well, will happen, that but,
0: won't happen. Because but if
1: if we wanted to watch more of Spider Man and his Amazing Friends, because even though the X Men are not involved with that, Spider Man's Amazing a Marvel Friends, property, yeah, well, yeah. Spider Man's Amazing Friends are Iceman and Starfire, who are mutants.
0: Hey, so Ryan says Starfire here, but he means Firestar. Starfire is the DC Comics character. From Team Titans, but Firestar is a mutant, she was created just for that TV show. Yeah, but I mean, we how much of Spider
1: Man do I want to watch? Is the real question. Um, I do want to watch the episodes where they, like, work pretty actively with the X-Men because there's definitely one where they walk through a door and then it's, like, all the X-Men spinning around, like, in space or the astral plane or something. And it's just, like, poorly animated and it's hilarious. And I think also Magneto shows up and there's a lot of memes from that one. I don't know if I've
0: actually seen this or not. I feel like I have, but maybe it's just that I've seen, like, YouTube clips or something. I mean... They were
1: all on Netflix for a little while. During that time, I was, like, making all of us watch them together and I was like... Oh,
0: that seems like something you would do. Yeah, and I was like, these are amazing.
1: But yeah, we also, I have on our list uh, the superhero squad, which was like the adventures with the kids. And Wolverine was on all those episodes, but there was an episode where they specifically went to the X-Mansion as well. So we've got a lot,
0: a lot of X-Men adaptations to check out. We do. This show is going to last for the rest of our lives, and we're committed to it, and we hope you are too.
1: You know what? I think we've had a good start so far, knock on wood. And I hope that we like keep on going because this is this is something that I really I mean, enjoy.
0: Literally, in- what else are we going to do? All we do is I, talk about the X Men. Like up to I this know. point that's all we've ever done and now we're recording it like it, that's it's pretty fine. much true
1: but i definitely feel like since we started doing this show i have really like embraced myself back with it, the x-men again which not to say that i hadn't been doing that i already, have too. But i've, I feel I've like, really
0: enjoyed it i've like i've started reading old comics again and it's been really yeah, fun i mean so. it
1: really did kind of kick my ass to like because there was for a little while where i like dropped off just reading comics period because there was well, a lot of other shit like, going on in my some life some of the
0: current day marvel stuff is like not that exciting to me So it's been kind of fun to go back and remember like what I actually like about it and celebrate that stuff.
1: But also to like, kind of like go back and like be like, Oh yeah, you know what makes me feel really good? The X-Men. And it really does, you know, like to be able to go back and make it relatable to my everyday life. And it's really great. And like, it's not like it's. I stopped doing that at any point in time because Katie and I definitely are now rereading our fan fictions on our other podcast, Warcraft Valley, which is about Yeah, the X-Men. where you have
0: utterly and totally reclaimed the X Men, rewritten yeah, them, and made them into totally different characters. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, they come back a little bit to their original personalities eventually. Well,
0: yes, I know.
1: But, like, also, I think the timing of it was right, because around the time we started this, I think they had recently, like, gotten Iceman out of the closet, who was a character that I, I had, mm-hmm. like, pretty exclusively pretended to date for most of high school instead of, like, dating a real person. Um, so. <laughs>
0: hey, you dated a real guy at least once for, like, yeah, a second in there. I remember him existing. You broke up with, with Iceman for a little while to date that's a real true. human. And then you yeah, went they back to back dating together, Iceman got and engaged. Engaged
1: you know all right okay so i let's get back on to the thing we still have some uh comments that came through just in miscellaneous places and i just wanted to read some of them cool um somebody wrote in i wish these two commentators would actually read the comics the tentacle monster they're referring to is the living island of krakoa that, <laughs> that holds the first five x-men prisoner and it's the very reason that Xavier went on To fund the second generation of X-Men These people would be a lot funnier if they actually knew What they were talking about
0: Wow. To which
1: I actually wrote some response that I said well I did know that's what it was But they didn't, hadn't listened to the podcast They just watched the YouTube video That was just a clip of <laughs> external yours <laughs> They and can blame which...
0: me I didn't recognize the tentacle but, monster but I'm it's so okay. sorry <laughs> that, that
1: person That person did apologize Afterwards and I was like I know It's okay you, you didn't listen to the episode That's fine but like that's okay but also it
0: doesn't even matter in the context of the episode
1: okay somebody somebody else wrote i just watched all the mutant ages videos and they're all gold they should be a lot longer though and i was like (laughs) you should just listen to the podcast
0: i know (laughs) Okay, wait. Can we just briefly explain? So these are comments on these YouTube videos that Ryan makes for a YouTube channel, at well, at Atomic some, Blue Productions. Some of them are the he, YouTube videos.
1: Some of them are like in comments of places where I posted them on like social yeah, media. Yeah, but
0: they're like they're about these videos that Ryan makes. And if you haven't checked out these videos, it's like clips from the podcast set to scenes from the show yeah and they're so funny it's like timed up like whenever we like invent a stupid scene on this show that like didn't really happen in the episode Ryan will like edit it together so that it seems (laughs) like it did happen or whatever and it's it's really good and so they're all in a a playlist on the atomic blue productions YouTube channel and you should check them out and argue with people in the comments section apparently about how we don't know anything about the X-Men
1: and then there's one uh, there's a couple more comments that I this is just we you know I feel like that it should be read. I have one that says this is all it's says i hate this podcast don't want to see it up here anymore please
0: wait where wait where was that left
1: it was it was like on a social i don't know it was one of the social media posts and i was like
0: well that's a fair comment
1: (laughs) and then finally we have one that i love that somebody on the youtube channel because i wrote this one down said looked up sexy gambit found this good shit
0: I think that's a comment on the video. Gambit and Wolverine do it on a Sentinel.
1: No, no, no. It's, is... it's, it was from Wolverine slash Gambit sexy tag.
0: Oh, another another great video. Two yeah, great yeah. videos.
1: I mean, okay, oh so now obviously this isn't re-mail, but I just felt like sometimes we should get some more comments in here, so it's spices yeah, things up. Yeah, I a mean, bit. we
0: just kind of need a diversity of the. And, and we never
1: we never have any negative feedback in here. I never have gone through and read the <laughs> iTunes of reviews, and most of them are actually really great. And I love. I know they who are really them. nice um people but should like, leave you know, us
0: itunes reviews we're almost to the plug section it's almost time to remind all of you to leave itunes reviews
1: we are uh, but you know i don't i don't have any shame reading negative comments on here either okay so here's the thing if it's like a real negative feedback that has like any kind of like value to it like or an opinion that like is expressed at all then i'll be like all right i'll think about this i'll i'll read it
0: fine i i understand why the guy who knows the name of the tentacle monster is mad like he's just disappointed
1: (laughs) yeah but and after that he seemed to enjoy the content and understand what you were doing which is which is cool but like at least it had an explanation as opposed to somebody else who turned around as like don't like this get rid of it (laughs) i'm like okay can you explain why you
0: don't like it because like we can't
1: really improve
0: Yeah, it's like I I don't know. I mean, honestly, though, no,
1: we'll just use our telepathic powers to make you it better. If you don't
0: like it, we can't make you like it. But presumably, <laughs> you do already like this because you've been here for an hour and a half listening to this entire show True. so far. So, so like, you, you probably you like it. Write you maybe in, want to actually. check out some other things that we do. Or write in, write in at themutantages at gmail.com. Tell anything. us anything.
1: Tell us what other shows you're into that are like the X Men, or uh, or us.
0: even apparently what music you're into that reminds you of the X Men. That's a fun. Oh my question god, can we prompt. do that? Please. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Definitely my God. let us know what bands remind you of the X Men or songs.
1: You're about to like set me off, but I'm thinking of like, I had that whole fan fiction universe, but there was like, oh my God, there was a lot of garbage. Oh my God. I used to like. Okay,
0: but I feel like we already used to make each other like mix CDs, like based on like characters and being like, that's this is insane. Wolverine's playlist. I'm like, oh
1: my God. We're just going to do this real quick because these three popped up into my head. But, okay, uh, great. Wolverine's we're, in, the playlist, night, we're, we're already in we're already in the 90s train, so we're just going to do it. So, Bullet with butterfly wings from smashing pumpkins is totally wolverine okay i think i'm paranoid is totally rogue and then yeah. nobody loves you is like my my gay theme song with ice man so
0: oh you guys had a song together but we did this was in high school <laughs> when you were dating presumably <laughs> i
1: like how i could have right off the bat i was like here's songs that i've already know are these characters also all the blue characters i'm blue double double die Anyway, yes. Let's get out of the That's 90s. That's Mystique's
0: theme and, Night and Nightcrawler theme. and Beast. Oh wait, but we actually made an X-Men parody film where that was the case, and we it's did called do that. D two. My God. Anyway, if you want to watch that, you can go to our YouTube channel, Atomic Blue Productions, on YouTube, and we're on Twitter at the Mutant Ages and at Atomic Blue Prod, where we promote all of our other projects that we do. We have other podcasts in addition to this one ryan's got his x-men fanfic podcast called warcraft (laughs) Alley, and i have one where i review movies with our friend mary ellen it's called let's watch two movies and i don't know why i'm talking about that what else uh, i feel like oh patreon yeah if you like the
1: show patreon okay so
0: we recently made a new patreon video so that's cool
1: bad
0: We made it's it. An,
1: it's an expression okay, why we need here's a Patreon the
0: thing. Our original Patreon video was also bad, but people <laughs> still supported our Patreon, which is a true credit to them and perhaps a credit to how good our content actually is even though our Patreon video was <laughs> shit. <laughs> And so we made another Patreon video which we tried to have be good but we like didn't have the camera microphone with us and made it anyway because it's oh, us. And we
1: still have a, we still need to get studio lights so there's that too. I know.
0: So guys, you should support our Patreon so that we can make like better quality videos because yeah. we have only one camera microphone and if it's at Ryan's house and not my house when we're trying to make a video then we can't use it. <laughs> Okay, so, so it'd also, be nice if we had two, also within Jesus. the next,
1: I don't know, hopefully by uh, we're aiming for early spring, in which I'll actually be living up there near Maddie again. And yeah, we have Ryan's this...
0: looking for apartments every day, so he's going to yeah. move here soon. And then things like where the camera microphone is won't be as big of a problem. No, but because we are he gonna won't be... live two hours away.
1: <laughs> we will be living closer to each other. We have a lot of big plans that we can't announce until after that move happens, and like a lot of new shows, new podcasts, a potential. Well, return we apparently of
0: announced the X Men video game series that Ryan wants us to do. So there's yeah, that idea. Yeah, guess. that needs to
1: happen. But like Please basically give us it's going to be a lot more that. content and when it, when it's coming. This is the year 2018, guys. So you guys if you're supporting the Patreon, you're going to get a lot of content towards the middle of this year and second half of the year. And-
0: I mean, even without that, if you already enjoy what we're doing and you wanted to continue to get even better than Go ahead and yeah. take us a buck. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Also, why not leave us an iTunes review or tell your friends about this show? You know, that's that's a great way to get the word out there. Just be like, hey, I listened to this awesome slash stupid X-Men show and I love it. So please listen to it. That'd be great. Yeah, if, you're Thanks. This,
1: if we're not the only X-Men podcast you listen to and you listen to several and you talk about it with other people recommend us that'd be awesome and tell us what other x-men podcast you listen to because i also listen to x-men podcast so it's not a competition here i it love it is a competition
0: we're the not. gayest one just kidding that, probably that not. might
1: be true honestly but i don't know, I don't know.
0: there's gotta be but other gay X-Men. x-men shows out there right Right. think we might be the gayest. Uh, Let us well, know.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're both pretty gay, so there is that. Alright, so oh anyway, God. um you can follow the Mutant Ages on Twitter at the Mutant Ages, and you can follow me on Twitter oh, at Ryan right. Pajella. And you can follow Maddie. You can follow
0: me for some reason at mitty Myers anyway yeah, you probably already do this is like the do. longest plug section i keep like, i don't know how forgetting. this happened it's because we like, like i like forgot social media existed like okay we also have facebook and Tumblr if you want to go watch my vlog you can do that and- <laughs> just google atomic blue productions there i don't you know go. why you haven't maybe we'll done just start that.
1: doing that instead of this long-winded ending where people are like have already turned off the podcast and like are listening oh to there's a different no one.
0: way anybody's still listening to these <laughs> write in and tell us if, <laughs> if you, you actually are. listen to the plug section every week because i don't believe anyone does
1: also write in and tell us what mutant power trent reznor has
0: Ooh, that's a good prompt
1: yeah just came up with that on the spot
0: great great job Good anyway,
1: us. All right. Well, anyway, thank you for listening. And we'll be back next time with the second part See of this, you. which I think is going to be like more of the same shit again, but now with Cable.
0: I hope so. I hope we get more of Cable in the cube.
1: I hope this is like Back to the Future 2 where like, you know, where they go back and redo the scenes from Back to but, the Future like, 1. But like in the
0: Wild West? Isn't that no. like Back to the Future 2? Oh, no. I'm thinking of the That's third the one. That's the third
1: one. Well, I mean, Bishop is from the Wild yeah, West, clearly. So, it works. so All right, I'm done. Let's get okay. out of here.
0: See you next time.
1: See you next time.
0: Cable and the cube. Cable and the cube. The The and the cube. <laughs> the ages, the ages, <laughs> clean and clean. Follow us at AtomicBlueProductions.com or support us at Patreon.com slash AtomicBlueProductions.